There's nothing you can do to ever break through what you've done to me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> good afternoon, angels. Uh, good morning, I should say, because it's not afternoon yet. It's 11.52. So anyway, I wanted to jump on really quick. I almost wasn't going to do it because sometimes I just, you know, the energy tries to make me think that this, I need to not even bother. You know, you angels who are indoctrinated like me, you don't care. But then when I see my statistics of how my podcast is growing, I'm like, bump that. Let me please just put it out there. Because not only are they watching or listening, they're, this, they're absorbing, you know. And I know that people ultimately will want a better future, will want a better planet, and won't want it all completely be destroyed because of the wicked ways of man, right? So... Today I was thinking about one of my friends, um, you know, we were talking yesterday. And so uh, she has a huge family and I just love, like, because I have a big family, but my family aren't my siblings, you know, like my big family, even though they felt like siblings to me because we grew up in the same house. They lived with us for a very long time. And so, um, you know, to me, it was like we were like siblings, but ultimately, I guess at the end of the day, we were not siblings. <laughs> it was just cousins, period, and competition, right? But not in there. Like for me, watching them, what I loved about my friend specifically, because she is like the youngest of 10 children. And so um, one of the interesting things, though, that I love about her is the way she loves anyway, the way she makes decisions to ensure that people don't feel unloved. But yet, she often finds herself at the butt of feeling unloved. But I want to say this. One of the things that I really loved, though, when I was talking to her, was that her daughter has a birthday coming up. And in her having her birthday coming up, um, you know, the, the siblings, her aunts and uncles and people were planning, you know, how they wanted to make it special for her. And I just love that because one of the things that I really want to impress upon people is it's one thing to have a big family. You know, I got a lot of family and everybody's all jacked up. People are all in jail. The kids are all jacked up. People are living really super poor while other people are living really super well. And these are cousins and they will bring these cousins around to cousins that are living really bad and not feel a damn thing about not wanting to bless them. Meanwhile, they're creating such a situation. And so I just feel like I love when I think it's important that we remember like this wonderful young lady's um, siblings knew to reach out. Right. And so I feel like, you know, it's important to say this. If you have family and your brother or sister didn't take the same course, you know, what we don't know when we're young sometimes is sometimes our siblings actually sacrifice their very frickin' safety in life and future to ensure we get one. It's the craziest thing. It's like sibling love, big brother, big sister love. And so, unfortunately, there are people that just don't understand that, that mindset. And so they don't try to make a difference, you know. They don't try to ensure that everybody's living better, you know, because that's really what it should be about when you have siblings so if anybody's getting it like example <laughs> i got excited just now the way it's that's a perfect example ghetto as hell right back in the day ghetto 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 you could tell 
come on, let's not pretend. And I met their mom, sweet enough lady, very nice lady, right? But she didn't give a damn about how she came outside. Let me just tell you, she lived in Tribeca, like the Battery Park area, which is very expensive. And the salon that I was managing at the time was in Tribeca, which is very expensive. <laughs> it's in New York City, and it's an area that is like for the movers and shakers. At the time, it was like the young movers and shaker. Um, Robert De Niro has his film company there. Um, Miramax had a, like a little shell company type thing there. It was just, you know, Tribeca. It was great. It was right near Wall Street. So, you know, you could see often. It was just a very great area near uh, Battery Park. I just loved it so much. But anyway, so that's where, you know, she was living. So, you know, you're like, hey, you know. But she came into the salon. She wanted to get refreshed. And she ended up getting energized, funny enough. And the funny thing is, while we were serving her, we had no idea who she was. She's an ultra light skinned lady. Her hair was all over the place. You know, like not done at all. She's in like regular clothes, like part pajamas or something. I don't know. But um, she wasn't really trying to impress anybody with her appearance. And, um, and, the, and so they came from a place, you know. And I just wonder if the reason why they just did so well is because they kept it so real and just loving and, and knowing. Like, you know, Keenan had to know his brothers were out of their ever-loving minds, but yet he brought them anyway. And that's me. Like, you know, for my nephew, I have a nephew. And my niece gets mad when I say my husband's niece or my husband's nephew. And like, I'm not your nephew. I'm not your niece, you know. Yes, you are, boo-boo, but I need people to know when you're not acting right. That is my husband's side of the family. <laughs> no offense, mama, but you'll understand now that you're older. So anyway, um, so I have a nephew, and it's my husband's side of the family. And, you know, I've always been a person who has to help the underdog. And, you know, he was a stepson to his stepfather, her mo his mother's husband. And I just saw um, a difference in the treatment. And, and the man was very abusive, very, very abusive to my sister-in-law as well as my nephew. And he had a son. And his son was on top of the world, you know, the pedestal. And so, um, you know, we felt the need to bring my nephew into our life because we didn't have, at the time, we didn't have kids. You know, my husband was always skiing. You know, we were always doing something fun. So, you know, come on, let's take him with us, right? And so, um, you know, it was... I got an opportunity that was an opportunity of a lifetime. Like I had been trying to get this opportunity for three years and it just fell in my lap and God made it happen. And I just felt so blessed that I always want to bless others when I feel blessed. And, you know, you live and you learn, right? Because you can't bring everybody with you. And that is all. So anyway, I, I felt like I needed to make a difference in my nephew's life. He, you know, he was a new a father to a teenager girl so he was like a teen father himself and um you know he was aspiring um little ping pong boy rapper sir and i had gotten this great opportunity working for one of the top music video directors in the industry at the time and so of course i would be like hey, listen you want an opportunity it's an intern it's not really a paid gig but it can set you up for better things you know i always fed him lunch you know i took care of him he was my nephew but he, you know, went on to act crazy and embarrass me and be a fool. And so, um, but he was set up to feel great. And he was set up to be around people who were doing great things. 
And so I loved him anyway, but I just had to get out of there. It wasn't just him, but the situation was just negative for me. It was toxic and I had to go. So anyway, though, I set him up to go on to do great things. Next thing you know, my husband had introduced him to um, table tennis, which is also known as ping pong and skiing. And so turns out after he came to work with me, I ended up, you know, uh, he came every morning telling me how he was losing in his table tennis journey. And I was like, yuck, like stop bringing this negative energy to me every day. And so finally on like the third, fourth, fifth, however many times that I finally got sick and tired of hearing it, I said to him, well, what are you, what are you doing before, right before you lose? Like what is going on right before you lose? What is happening? And so, you know, he told me, and so I was like, well, try this right before, instead of doing this, try this instead. And so he did. The next day he came to me and he said, I won. And from then on, he's shooting up the ladder to becoming one of America's table tennis ambassadors. And so he was on Steve Harvey's show playing table tennis with Steve Harvey with his um, iPhone. He, you know, is constantly doing different little things, traveling you know, with his ambassadorship. And so the sad thing though, is that, you know, he, we didn't even talk like after he got on into his life and I had to keep it moving into mine, I knew I couldn't bring him into anything because he humiliated me and made me look bad, you know, while he's doing it. So he couldn't get another opportunity from me like that, but I still loved him. He was my family. You know, we brought his son into our life to come and spend time in our home when we bought our new home, like I'm always trying to figure out ways to be a blessing to my family, you know? And so that's what we have to do, right? Unfortunately, we have to be careful like me, you know, because it was just so embarrassing. Like, you know, he gets himself in trouble, you know, they decide to bail him out. It was Christmas instead of me getting a bonus, you know, my bonus went to bailing my nephew out. It was pretty humiliating. But anyway, so but looking at the weigh-ins, we know that Kenan's ride was not completely, you know, fabulous and awesome. And he's feeling proud of his siblings. Surely, surely he was, you know, he had moments of humiliation, but he kept going. And I was looking at this meme the other day that was telling how much each one is worth. And they're all worth double digits, all of them. They took that and did great things with it, but they're still connected to their brother. <laughs> Like, stop breaking up with your family after they've helped you get somewhere. Like, don't lie and have, like, this whole lie. Like, my nephew, straight up, I'm always telling the truth and I don't care. Our nephew had to stop talking to us because he went on this journey of a bullshit lie, which he was doing when we were at Hypes. <laughs> the guy I worked for is, um, you know, he had a premiere for the movie Belly. And my nephew was there, and he's walking around telling people he's a producer, you know, he's this and that, he's a rapper, and, and to me, claim it, you know, claim it. That's all good. But, you know, it depends on the lie, right? And so, um, you know, he lied and he's saying that he, you know, was brought into table tennis, however, and that it saved his life from the ghetto and gunshots and the projects when, in fact, it did not save him. Maybe that's what saved my husband. All of his hobbies saved him from the projects and the, the terrible things that would have come. But my nephew didn't grow up in the project. He grew up in a pretty sweet townhouse off the water in Coney Island. 
with a very pretty, clean, clean, clean environment. Unfortunately, there's a lot of emotional and physical abuse in there by his stepfather towards his mom and himself, but he didn't grow up in the ghetto. Not like that. But anyway, so you got to be honest so that you don't have to exclude your family members. The only reason I'm saying it is because it's mean and hurtful for him to actually lie on that level and have to not be able to talk to his family because he has to keep the lie going. That's so crazy. And the crazy thing is, what are you thinking? That ultimately we're not going to go anywhere, be any place and not be like, that's my nephew. Here's the pictures. My husband is a table tennis player. He introduced him when he was young and that is who he is. And so, you know, but I want to just say and drive home Make a difference. Don't be that aunt, uncle, sister, etc. that has struggling relatives and you can't make a difference. If there's children, make them the focus. Make the help, helping the children your focus because that's when you can really make a difference. You understand? Because otherwise, you're letting the future go and that's your family. You might only have that relative left to take care of you when you're an elder. And guess what? You think, oh, I don't want my son. Yes, you know what? They could grow and become very healthy people as a result of your help and your influence. And now you got a relative that you love, that you know loves you, that is there when you need them, when you're an elder. Okay? So I'm approaching my situation. I just want to say, you know, thank you for listening. Um, you know, I want to send you love, peace, supernatural, everything great. And just say that, you know, when our enemies curse us, they bless us instead, and it glorifies the Lord in the process. So be great, be kind, make a difference in a child's life. If you have to, you know, even just put your ego aside to do that, do that because our children are the future and they need us tremendously. And guess what? We're going to need them. So let's not pretend we won't because we will. All right. So, um, I love you, and I thank you for listening, but I'm out of here. All right? Peace.